Welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Belthoff, and I'm grateful, so grateful that you are joining me here today. Oh, this is a wild ride for me. I never in a million years thought that I would be speaking into a microphone and have you on the other end and us connecting in this beautiful, amazing, incredible way. Having a podcast was this crazy, wild, inkling dream in my heart, but it seemed pretty crazy for a girl who is, you know, not so great with the spoken word. Give me a piece of paper and a pen and I can write it all down. But to speak it was a whole other challenge for me. And yet here we are. We are in this together. And I'm so grateful for you, grateful for all of your support, your encouragement and your cheers, knowing that you are on the other end of this microphone is my motivation to show up each and every week. And I couldn't do it without you. So thank you so, so much for being here. And I hope that you know and really recognize and realize that we are in this together. And that is really what this podcast is all about. I share my stories with you, my heart with you in hopes that you know that we're on this journey side by side. And we might not be sitting in the same room with one another, but we're there with each other, right? We are together. So oh, it's also why when I did this podcast, I started a community space with it as well, because we need to go deeper. We need to connect more, be with each other more. And I would love to see you over in that space. If you haven't been over there already, you can learn more about it through the link in my show notes or also at jenniferbeltoff.com. My heart is just overflowing with gratitude, and I really wanted to express that to you today because, really, I could not do this podcast without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's jump in to today's episode, shall we? So for the episode today, I have been thinking a lot about when I was a kid and the dreams that I had. Take a moment and just think back when you were four or five. What were your wild and crazy dreams? What was it that you wanted to be when you grew up? I mean, isn't that the million dollar question that we all tend to ask any child that we see? What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? And there's always these amazing answers that kids say. And the determination that they have when they say it is incredible and inspiring. And I remember when I was young and answering that question. And I had two responses at first. The first one was a teacher. The second one was a shoe salesman, which is very interesting because I'm not really a big shoe fan. (laughs) I would prefer to live barefoot if that was a possibility. Shoes are just not, not my jam, you know, not, not really interested in them. And so it really makes me laugh thinking that that was a response that I had as a kid. As I've gotten older, that one has kind of, you know, fizzled out. But that dream of being a teacher, gosh, that stayed with me forever. It absolutely has stayed with me, even to this day. That dream of being a teacher is still in my heart. And I remember one year for Christmas, I had gotten this incredibly amazing teacher's kit. I remember opening it up and it was this huge box. And inside there was a little bell. There were these certificates that you could fill out and report cards. 
There was like little toys that you could give out to, you know, the good students. Oh, it had everything you could possibly need. A little chalkboard to write on. I was in heaven with this teacher's kit. I would sit for hours in my room by myself with my imaginary students (laughs) teaching, filling out the report cards, coming up with lesson plans, totally in my glory. There were times I was able to finagle my brothers at the kitchen table and have them be my students, but they weren't always so into it. So my imaginary students did work very well. And I loved it, loved everything about it. When I went to college, I actually worked in a daycare center and it was amazing. I was in the three-year-old room for most of the time. And those kids, they, they tell you how it is. They tell you exactly what's going on. And gosh, it's pretty impressive. You come in not looking your best, they let you know. They tell you what might have happened last night at home. You, the song their parents were listening to on the car ride in, all of it. And it is incredible. And I loved every single moment of it. When I had first started going to college, I did actually go for education. That was what I was looking to do. You know, my dream, be a teacher. But as things happen in life, it shifted, it changed. Things went a little bit sideways. And I ended up changing schools. I ended up coming back to the same school. But in the end, I ended up getting a degree in literature. And at the time, I was just so excited to be done with college, so excited to, uh, I don't know, be out on my own in a way and not have to worry about taking another college course. And when I look now, gosh, I would give anything to be back in college. I loved it. What a wonderful experience to be able to have all these different opportunities to learn and grow. And there's so many classes I would love to take now. But then, you know, we're just trying to fast forward life sometimes. And I was really ready to be done with school. And there are times when I look back and I have this regret, this feeling of, man, I had this dream this whole time as a kid. And I, I didn't fulfill it. I let myself down. I gave up on my dream. It wasn't anybody else's fault. It was my own. I could have stayed in school. I could have gone back to school. I could have looked to follow through with doing the alternate method when I started looking into doing that. But I didn't, you know? And so this piece of regret is looming over my head thinking, I really let myself down. And then I started thinking, did I? Did I really let myself down? Because honestly, I couldn't right now imagine myself teaching in a traditional school system with all the testing and all the politics of it and all of that. I don't, I don't know if I really truly would have been happy doing that. The idea of it seems amazing, right? You know, I'm a teacher, (laughs) but in reality, is that really truly what I want? I don't know. I don't think so. And I also look back and I see that I never did anything in the traditional way. My mom always said that I was this free spirit carving my own path and going wherever my heart took me. And whether I knew what was in front of me or not, I I was still going. I was going to explore and see what was in front of me. 
I wasn't that A to B to C type of person. I was, all right, I'll start at A. I'll find my way to Z, come back maybe to J, go back to B, and maybe jump around some more. <laughs> that, that's me, you know? Not that traditional of what we kind of feel sometimes is expected or thought to be how we are supposed to live in the society. And that is, you know, with school, starting, stopping, coming back, starting again, not the traditional way of doing it. When I look at even the life that Dustin and I are building, we really don't have an intention to get officially married. We love each other. We want to stay with each other, but there's not this, you know, strong will to have that formal document. That's not traditional, right? You know, not what normal people do. When it even has come to work, I kind of fell in to what I was doing. It wasn't that I was following this path and doing what was meant to be or what I was supposed to be doing. I was kind of leaping and taking risks and seeing what would happen next. And that's me. And that will always be me. I traveled with strangers, you know, many, many times. And that floors people sometimes because they wonder how, why would you even want to do that? And it is one of my favorite things to do. And so when I look back and I see I am not that traditional person, I kind of carve my own path in whatever way really works for me and feels good for me. And I say, Yes, there is this traditional teaching, right? Where you are in an institution, you are in a school, you are teaching to a particular grade level. And that is amazing and wonderful. And the people who do that, my goodness, hands down to them. Because, gosh, what an incredible thing they are doing. But that's not the only way to teach, right? There are so many, 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 many ways to be a teacher. That could also mean being a teacher of a sport, teaching karate, yoga, right? How many opportunities are there out there to do something like that? Teaching also falls into just interacting with people, teaching by example, showing them, you know, what is possible for them. Gosh, it's amazing you know, how the world can open up in that way in the form of teaching. And then also it doesn't have to be that traditional classroom setting. You can create what it looks like. And I think that has been my biggest learning as I kind of look back and see the path that I have taken. And it's not that path that was traditional, but I was able to become, and I am a teacher in my own way. And it might not look like what I had thought it was going to look like when I was four, when I was dreaming it up and I was imagining my classroom with the desks and the, you know, boards covered up with all sorts of fun kind of things. No. What is actually my classroom now is the world. And I'm able to bring my teaching wherever I go, which is really, truly super exciting. And I dove into what I'm going to call informal teaching world, shall we say? I don't know how to describe it. 
But years ago, I started teaching classes online and doing it by filming videos or having like a written post about it. And it was a whole new world for me, a leap into this unknown, not sure what was going to happen. And it was super, super cool because it opened up this door and this opportunity to connect with people in ways that I never even knew were possible. And it allowed me to live my dream in a totally different way than I thought I ever could. I can create my classroom. I can create my curriculum. I can create what it is I want to teach based on what I really, truly know and am passionate about. Oh, how incredible, right? Totally incredible. And those first few online classes that I taught were so scary because I didn't know what to expect. It was this brand new world. And would it work? Would it resonate? Would people be drawn to it? And they were. And it did work. And of course, as I went on, I tweaked things and changed things. And they grew into something more. And now, when the pandemic hit, they also switched and changed and altered because the world opened up to us in a different way where we were doing more things actually through the Zoom type of platform where it was face to face, but in a video kind of way. So rather than me just filming a video and you watching it on your own time, we could actually sit together. I can invite you into my room here. You can invite me into your home. What an amazing, incredible thing that is, right? Whoever thought that that would be possible or thought that would be something also that we were comfortable with. Because I don't, I don't know if somebody said they wanted to do that with me years ago, if I would have been like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. But we were longing for connection, longing to be with one another. And it was a great opportunity to try new things. And so I was able to create these classes that I, truly the classes that I created was what I needed in the moment. And I feel like our best teaching comes from that, where we really hone into our own selves and hone into what is it we need? Because if we need it, I guarantee you there's someone else out in the world that needs that too. And that is where the writing class and then the art journaling class was born. And to be able to show up, to be in community, to share, to teach, to hear from one another, it was an amazing, incredible gift. And I want to share with you a little bit about how I prepare before I teach a class or how I even come up with a topic of what I want to teach and bring to you guys. And when I think about what is it I want to teach, what is it I want to share with the world, I think about when I was younger and I remember standing on my driveway and just this wave of emotion washing over me. I was out there by myself. I don't remember what I was doing, but I just remember being there. And this thought kept repeating over and over in my head. What is my purpose in this world? What am I meant to do? And this is, you know, when I was in my early teens. And I felt this 
calling inside of me that I was meant for something greater. And it's hard to explain what that means or what that even really felt like at the time, but it felt like I wasn't meant to just show up and go to school and come home. I wasn't meant to just show up, go to work and come home. I wanted to bring something else to the world. I wanted to be an active participant in healing, in connection. I wanted almost to be, I don't, like it's hard to even find the word, but to be a conduit in a way for people to find their way back to themselves, do good, do something that impacts other people and encourages them to level up, encourages them to keep going and dreaming. And me just kind of being that little spark that keeps you aflame. And it felt like I, I was just meant for something, something else. And I, I couldn't place it at the time. I really, I questioned it and questioned it over and over again for so, so long. That question stayed with me. And as I, you know, experimented with things, tried different things, I really started to see that what gift I can bring to this world that can help others or allow others to open their hearts or connect a little bit more was through writing. And that was my gift. And it took me a really long time to see that that is a gift of mine. And sometimes, of course, you know, I am human and I doubt myself. And I'm like, is that a gift? Really? Is what I'm saying impactful? Right. And we all have those demons, right? <laughs> Not just me. Where we doubt ourselves and we think, nope. But I see this is my gift. This is what I'm meant to do. And when I thought about what is a class that I could teach, what would be something that would be beneficial for others? And writing is so beneficial for me in my life. Showing up to my journal really provides me that opportunity to open up my heart and spill out everything and anything. And so oftentimes I find when I hold on to things and don't allow myself to put them onto the page, they're just festering, right? They're just kind of this nagging thing over my shoulder and I need to get it out. And I, if I don't get it out, I become cranky. I become irritable and you don't want to be around me. And I, the light bulb will go off my head and be like, oh, pull out that journal, write this down, process it, get it, get it out of me. And so knowing with how incredible and amazing journaling is for my own healing, my own growth, it was something that I wanted to bring to others. And it's interesting because I feel like writing can be very intimidating for people. They think in order to put words onto a page, you have to be a writer, as I do that in quotes. But no, it is not about that at all. It is not about putting down a perfectly put together piece. It's not about writing something that you're going to publish in a book. For me, it's really about allowing yourself to excavate what's in your heart and give it space onto the page. And that's what I really wanted people to know and see, especially, oh, especially during the pandemic when we were all kind of tucked away. Because a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings were coming up for all of us. And how do you process that when a lot of the ways that you might have used and maybe some of the tools that you had, you weren't able to lean into? 
But at home, we all could find a piece of paper. You can find a pen and you can give yourself that space to really get clear on what's going on. What are you feeling? And so that is where the idea for the Write Together class came. Because when we are writing, it is a very personal thing, isn't it? (laughs) There are things that are in my notebook that, oh, I would be mortified if other people read. And it's not that it's anything bad. It's just my raw, vulnerable feelings that I was feeling in that moment. And it doesn't mean that that's reflection of how I really feel all the time. But it was, you know, when you're in something, you're in it. And the page is is catching all of that. And so I knew that we had to get together because if I would just send you a prompt, right? And I would say, yeah, you know, try this prompt out. Would you really sit down and write? Would you really take that time for yourself? It's hard. It's really hard. Even, I mean, even myself. There are times I really have to push myself to show up to the page. But when we're sitting down in community, when we're doing with other, when we are doing it with other people, there's almost this other energy that takes over. And it gives this amazing space where you have a place to show up to and you have a time that you have to show up to and you're able then to like mark it on your calendar and people are going to know if you don't show up so you're going to show up and that's why I love having that writing group when we are sitting with one another each of us inviting each other into our own homes That in itself right there is the first gift, being able to see each other on the screen. And then we sit with one another and we write. And I'm really all about writing prompts because a blank page can be one of the most intimidating things. What do we possibly put on the page? Which is also why I share more than one prompt because I can give you one prompt and it might not resonate. And then what are you going to do? Sit there the rest of the time? No, (laughs) you know? So I give you a couple different prompts, a couple different things to think about and that permission to explore, explore whatever comes up. And maybe it is 100% not related to any of the prompts. It was so wonderful in this past week's class. I gave the prompts. I set the timer. We went, we wrote. And when we came back, one of the women, she goes, I didn't use any of the prompts. This just happened to me today. And it started coming out to me on the page and I went there and love that so, so much because that was what needed to come out for her. That was what needed to be expressed and worked through. And the page was there ready to catch it for her. So I love that she just followed her own intuition and heart and went exactly where she needed to go. And one kind of magical part about the writing class that is truly my favorite is the sharing. And I know you're wondering, why are we doing a sharing in a writing class? But when I thought about doing the class and I was preparing for it, I was thinking, it can be so great to have us write, you know, to really be sitting with one another. But there's something more that can happen. There's something more that needs to happen in order for us to be a community, in order for us to be able to now hold each other accountable to encourage each other along. 
And you need to have that connection piece. And if we all just wrote in our own little bubbles and then moved on and wrote some more, you're, you're missing that. You're really, truly missing that piece. And so I added sharing into the writing. And oh, I got to tell you, it sounds so intimidating, right? You just pour your heart onto the page and now you're asked to share what you wrote. First of all, it's not mandatory. You do not have to share if you do not feel comfortable. But I, I don't know how it happens. I don't know why it happens. All I know is that it is magic because inevitably somebody shares something every single class that someone else in the group needs to hear. And it touches your heart and it makes us realize that we are all so deeply connected. A lot of times, too, we are writing, you know, the, the prompts are very general. So you can go any kind of direction with them. And oftentimes you see the same kind of themes among what is being written and what is getting poured out. And it's incredible. And having that moment where you can share and we can connect with one another and we can start to learn more about each other and see that we are not as different as we might think. We all go through hurt and loss and grief and struggle. And it might not look exactly the same, but we understand that feeling. And we can have deep compassion for what that feels like. Mm, it fills my heart. It fills my heart with so, so much. And it's interesting each week preparing for the class because I have to come up with a whole bunch of prompts. And you got to find inspiration somewhere, right? There are many times when I will come up with the topic at hand that I want to be that theme for that night's class. And so there's going to be an overarching theme and then I'll talk a little bit about it and then have those three prompts and we'll go to write. So when I'm looking and searching for these prompts, I'm very aware of my world, about what I hear, what I read, what I see. And a lot of my prompts are pulled from just being in my everyday world. Maybe I'll hear a song lyric and I'll be like, oh, great prompt. And I jot that down. Or reading a book. There are so many prompts that can be pulled out of poetry books. So many. Or even regular books. The start of so many sentences is the start of a prompt. When I even see like email subject lines, oh, can pull a ton of prompts out of there. Overhearing what somebody says, just grabbing a snippet of it, that also can become a prompt. So leading up to class, I'm very, very observant, you know, of knowing in my head what I want that topic to be. And then also trying to, you know, figure out what those prompts will be. And it's interesting because there are times when the prompts will be resonate deeply with others. And then there are other times they fall flat. And what I love about having writing prompts is that they're going to be different every time. You could take that same set of prompts, use them every single week, and you would probably get a different response each time because it's really all about you in the moment and where you are. Right? It really is. So even if a prompt falls flat one night, it doesn't mean you can't kind of tuck it into your notebook and maybe turn to it another night. 
But that is the way that I find my writing prompts, by being curious in the world, by observing and listening what is around me, and looking at things also through that lens of what, what could be, you know, what could be that starting line to get people going? What few words might you just need at that beginning that people can trail off into and explore? And I love coming up with the prompts because it is a bit of discovery. It's a bit of kind of looking around and curating what could, what could be. And it is mind-blowing, too, how many different ways that prompt goes within that own class that night with each person, because it's really about you. It's about you exploring and excavating yourself onto the page. When I had first started teaching, I was so nervous, right? Oh, <laughs> I think the first time we do anything, those butterflies can, oh, they're rough, very, very rough. And I remember pulling out my notebook and writing down everything that I wanted to say because I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to be in front of the screen of these wonderful, amazing individuals and have my tongue tied. I wanted to know, you know, what was going to come next. So I had it all prepared. I had my prompts prepared. And it was great. It was amazing. And I love to see the way that I have grown and how now I don't have to have it all spelled out as much as I did. I have built my confidence over time where I come up with, you know, the general theme. I have the prompts. But then what I say in between is really coming right from me. And just like doing this podcast, it is this leap into this world that is a little bit beyond my limits, where it is not something that comes naturally to me. It is something that definitely takes work. It takes being really present in myself and knowing that there's going to be times I might say the wrong thing. There's going to be times where I might stumble over my words, but all of that is okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be me showing up and sharing. And so I think, you know, way back to that little four-year-old who said, I want to be a teacher. Did she ever imagine in a million years that she would be teaching a writing class on Zoom? No, <laughs> never, never, ever, ever. All she thought was what she knew about teaching, that traditional classroom in a school. And it's really a beautiful reminder that we can lean into our dreams and we can take them wherever we want them to go. And it might not look like what we expected. It might not look like we thought it was going to, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be as fulfilling, right? The way that I teach now is so fulfilling for me. I am actually really excited because coming up this week, I am going to be at Lucky Star Art Camp and this is a total dream come true to be able to teach at a women's retreat like this. It is in Hunt, Texas, and it is run by this wonderful woman named Lisa, who I had met a few years ago at another retreat that I was at. And I feel so blessed and so grateful to have this opportunity to bring my passion for teaching 
my passion for writing and creating and be able to provide these classes at this camp. I felt like a little kid before Christmas, getting so excited about being able to be with others. At Lucky Star, I will be teaching a writing class and then also a soul care field guide class. And this really evolved and emerged more during the pandemic, where I was doing the art journaling class on Zoom and creating, you know, little pages each time where I was pulling things out of my heart. What do I need to hear? What are my three truths that I know right now? What are three things I could do for self-care? And without even really realizing it, I began filling up this book with all the things that were from my heart, that were my personal truth, that were things that I could look back and see and read and know, yes, this is, this is me. This is my home base. And I cannot wait to bring this class to Lucky Star because I think it's really important for us to have our own sort of field guide. We can read other people's books and be inspired by them. And it's amazing. But also we are the only ones inside our heart that know what we really truly need. And to be able to get it down onto the page so that we can turn back to it and see when times that we're struggling, when we feel like we don't know that next step forward, you can turn to your own field guide and see, what do I need to do? What's going to bring me back to me? And it's right there for you. And you're the one that wrote it. You're the one that created it. Oh, I, I can't wait. The writing class, way excited about, but this one is, is different for me. And I love how it just organically became what I was doing and morphed into this beautiful, amazing thing that I think all of us really, truly need. We need our own field guides. We need to find our own way back to ourselves. And we can do that by being inspired by others, but also knowing what really, truly works for me. Because what works for you might not necessarily work for me. But if I take time to listen and hone into me, I can find out what those things are. And then I can put them down and I can turn to them again and again and again. Mm, it's going to be good. So, so good. I'm loving that class so much that I think after Lucky Star, I'm going to want to bring it online in some form because we all need it. We all need to come back to ourselves. And so I really invite you to think about your own dreams. Think about what it was that you wanted to do when you were younger. Are you doing that now? Or is it like the shoe salesman one for me where you're like, oh goodness, thank goodness I'm not doing that because that is so not me. <laughs> but what are the dreams you have in your heart today? And how... How can you cultivate them in a way that is true and authentic for you? And it doesn't mean that it has to be the way that others think you should be doing it or the way someone else is doing it. That's not your path. Your path is your path. And dive into your dreams and know that you are so worthy and deserving of them. You absolutely deserve to accomplish every dream that is in your heart. And go after it. Go after it in even just the smallest way right now. 
planting those seeds. For me, planting the seeds when it came to teaching was even working in the daycare center, knowing that, okay, this is really cool. This is something. But then not getting that degree, thinking like, oh, I killed the plant. No, I didn't. I started to plant the seeds in other ways. Finding different ways that I could show up in this world and teach that might not be so traditional. And if I showed you the many notebooks and pages I have of the classes that I've dreamed up and ideas that I have, it is endless. And it doesn't mean every single one of those will ever <laughs> be brought to life. But even just from doing that, from sitting down and acknowledging that this is something in my heart, it has gotten me to where I am today. Those were the little seeds, the little breadcrumbs that I left for myself to find my way back to who I am. So think about it. Think about your dream and grab your notebook. Of course, you knew I was going to tell you to grab your notebook and write because that's what we do every week. <laughs> grab your notebook and start with the words, if I could, if I could. And see where you go with that. See what dreams come to the surface. And if it seems wild and crazy and not something that you would be interested in, follow that. Follow it wherever it is taking you and ride the wave, ride the wave of it. And then come on over to the Soul Circle community and share your dreams because we are over there cheering each other on. We are supporting one another. We are standing by each other's side. And it is wonderful to, to have that community, to have that connection with one another. So needed. And I would love, 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 love to have you there as well. Thank you so much for joining me here for another episode. I am grateful for you. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode. So until then, I will talk to you then. Have a wonderful week ahead. <laughs>